0: What up, everyone? This is the Pat Mayo Experience. On the show today, I got me, Jake Seeley from The Athletic. We'll be doing a serious recap of the NFL free agency signings, at least the ones we knew up until the point, like we didn't make the Jimmy Graham signing. We got off the line before then. I guess my spin on that would just be, what the fuck are they doing signing Jimmy Graham? Who knows? Anyway, uh, there's a draw for the giveaways for everything in the video version. You smash the like button, the 20 bucks. But please tell some friends about the Pat Mayo experience upcoming on the show. We got the movie bracket. We have at-home workouts you can do. Uh, We have definitely a ton of NFL content, the challenge content. We have a fantasy league for that. A Cuss Corner dropped on Monday. So even if you don't like football, there's something on the Pat Mayo Experience to help kill you some time, but the big thing is after Jake leaves the line, I called up Tim on Monday evening to recap the Jets' free agent signings because there was none, and it's pretty hilarious. He's a very sad man, so that is on after Jake Sealy. So stick around for that and listen all the way till the end because the end is probably the very best part. All right, enjoy the show. Experience. experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo experience today talking some football with Jake Seeley from theathletic.com but before we get to that I want to let everyone know to smash the like button for the video leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and tell me where you would rank David Johnson now a member of the Houston Texans in your season-long running back rankings. I'll talk to Jake about that in just a second. Also, if you want to get into a draw for $100 DraftKings dollars, better stockpile these DraftKings dollars for the time when sports come back, and boom, you can start entering these big contests. But subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you like about the show, and boom, you're in that draw for 100 DK dollars. Quick update for the shows going on, and listen, Uh, Sometimes they're going to be releasing shows two in one day, maybe... You know, there'll be three over the course of three days, but two might come out in one day. If you see one there that you haven't done yet, go and download that. Remember to tell a friend about the show, cause today we're doing football. Tomorrow it might be movies. Uh it looks like Cage Warriors is still going on, so we might have to get Cody in here to talk about the Cage Warriors, something we can actually bet on. Uh Cuss Corner came out on Monday. We got challenge recaps and reviews. So there's something for everyone to so tell a friend about the Pat Mayo experience. Great way to kill some time. I'm not gonna lie to you. Frankly, it seems like a lot of us had a lot of time on the go right now. Uh, UFC has shut down its doors until March 31st. They are saying that UFC 249, April 18th in New York City, uh, is still tentatively scheduled to go. But uh, I'm going to guess that they're going to try to find another location for that one. I don't think that's going to go down. I know we did a show on Sunday. If you go back and listen to it about the different possibilities... That the UFC is going to try to do to keep the doors open. Clearly, they've decided until March 31st that nothing is going to happen, which is likely the right move right now, especially with no more gatherings of 50 plus people. Uh, just it's not a super good look, but they're going to try to get back into this as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, there's bets out there whether you can say that the NBA or MLB or hockey is going to be the first sport back. The first sport back is likely going to be the UFC uh, as of right now. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that ends up going. Anyway, we got ton of football to talk about if there is a signing that you do not hear right now um that has happened it is likely because it has happened after jake Sealy and i have spoken so we got time here we'll just record another show tomorrow and talk about the rest of it jake what's going (laughs) on my man
1: yeah, it's it's something to keep our minds off the craziness. And I have the free agent tracker. If people want to go check it out, the Athletic, I'm updating them as it comes and which we'll get to. Yeah, somebody ever came after me, you're like, how is David Johnson good for the team when they get rid of DeAndre Hopkins? They're like, Well, I mean, I'm doing this as it happens. Like, give it breathe five seconds. Let me let me update it. So it is being updated over there. I'll have my podcast tomorrow. We could probably get back and do another show. So yeah, as you said, if you're watching, things might have happened by the minute. That's why for the reflection behind me that everybody sees, I had the TV on just in
0: case. Yeah, I got Twitter open in front of me, so anything that happens during the course of the show, we can real-time react to. But there's some major stuff going on right now, so let's get into the big one of the day. I was going <laughs> to joke and say it was like Jack Conklin signing with the Browns, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. So, the Cardinals franchise, Kenyon Drake, then... They trade David Johnson to the Texans for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and there's, like, other picks going on here. So it's DeAndre Hopkins in a fourth-round pick in exchange for David Johnson in a second-round pick. So –
1: and a fourth rounder next year.
0: And a fourth rounder. Yeah, sorry about that. I mean, big deal. No, yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I, so they really padded the back end of that. But well, I, I
1: joked about it before because the only reason I know is because I was doing the whole joking thing. Like, the Arizona Cardinals came to them and were like, hey, let's make this deal. And Bill O'Brien was like, no, let me give you more. Let me throw in DeAndre Hopkins.
0: So I'm trying to think. Like, did they want to, like, is the is this like some like deep state stuff here that, you know, they, they got to Bill O'Brien's like, Bill, you could really help us out here by making a deal that everyone can kind of rally behind. Because I have not seen one positive sign yet uh, for people like you know who this was a good trade for the Houston Texans because like <laughs> the cap hit for David Johnson next year is more than it is for DeAndre Hopkins like this this deal is ludicrous.
1: It is, but the entire argument, and I put that in quotes, that's coming out of Texans camp, and the whole reason behind it is because they have the other deals coming up, including Deshaun Watson, that they are going to need to make. And on top of it is the fact that Hopkins still had three years left, but he wasn't happy with those three years, and that he was going to demand that, that he reworks and get a new deal himself, and that maybe it didn't happen this year, but it was going to start to get to a head, and they were going to have to give him a contract, and well, with Deshaun Watson all this stuff. It was supposedly – forward thinking which you brought up part of the point was okay that all makes sense but then you throw in the fact it's not just david johnson's contract they're taking a hundred percent of david contract david johnson's contract and i understand a lot of guaranteed money is out after this year but still I, I just this this i don't know even everything i just said i still don't know anybody who can actually sit there make all those arguments and still say yeah i under it was a good trade for the texans yeah that, that was good
0: it's the third running back they've traded for in 12 months or probably less than that right now so the i actually joked about it but maybe bill o'brien is like trying to work some like dark magic here where (laughs) in our fantasy league we have a guy who's He's a friend of ours. He's an absolute moron. Very low IQ. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So in the past, he's traded for Ricky Williams, who was on the Colts. Uh, So fake Ricky Williams. And remember fake Steven Jackson on the Kansas City Chiefs from like three years ago? We put him up like third in our auction, and he paid 53 bucks for him. So Bill O'Brien is either thinking like, hey, now that I have David Johnson and Duke Johnson, if I just try to trade someone D. Johnson, maybe they'll give me a bunch for them. But the problem is like, if, if it's any NFL GM who's going to do that, Bill O'Brien would be the guy to trade for the fake version of the real player.
1: Yeah. Like Jose Reyes in baseball. There was another one with the Jose Reyes, which people used to throw out auctions to get that happen too. Is this a, yeah, I, I said, somebody put that in my comments too. Like this is, I know Jake hates, like I'm the only person out there that hates vetoes, but I know Jake hates vetoes, but this is the perfect example of the guy in your league that has no idea what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And then you can't veto the trade because you can't have vetoes. Like, well, you know what? He's stupid as hell. Good for the Cardinals for taking advantage of him. You know what? For the other 30 teams that didn't try to get Bill O'Brien on the line, well, then you're an idiot. You should have tried.
0: All GMs should just have Bill O'Brien on speed dial. As it turns out, maybe (laughs) being the coach and GM of a football team, it might be
1: a bit too much for people.
0: I'm I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I, I mean, honestly, forget speed dial. Wouldn't you just have like a weekly, like, or not even a weekly, a nightly chat? Like just, just text them every single night.
0: Yeah. Just uh, every night you just send a quick you up to Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And move on from there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And That would even be better. Do it at like one o'clock in the morning when things are even uh, sketchier.
0: So we, we're kind of kicking the shit out of Bill O'Brien and the Texans because of this trade. But fantasy-wise, this does open up a pretty good door for David Johnson, although he's behind one of the most inept offensive lines in football, because, you know, as it turns out that, you know, you can't just fix your offensive line problems with one guy. And that uh, it's not really <laughs> going to work out all that well. But David Johnson, fantasy-wise, let's start with him. So what is the fallout from this? I assume he's going to be the starter, even over Carlos Hyde. And as much as we want to give them crap for it, like they went out and they got Carlos Hyde, everyone kind of laughed at it. But like Carlos Hyde was relatively fantasy viable last year he was like a running back two on the lower end so that's not the end of the world there were weeks where duke johnson was pretty viable on your fantasy team if david johnson's going to be the guy and this isn't even i assume that they're not going to bring back lamar miller at this point what do we do with david johnson fantasy wise like in the pantheon of the top 10 running backs does he crack that or is drake a more valuable commodity because i think it might be drake
1: I am I think that as of today, you would say Drake, uh, obviously, unless they, you know, this will be telling what they think of Drake, you know, as a transition tag. So they're obviously bringing him back. I, I think that it's doubtful. Anybody gives Drake a big enough offer that makes the Cardinals go, oh, well, never mind. You know, that's why we did the transition tag. But so Drake's back. Chase Edmonds is still there if they look if they come out of the draft and add another significant piece like you know fourth fifth round and that's why i even say fourth or fifth round because of this draft or they pick up somebody that's out there like i'm not saying jordan howard makes sense i'm just saying like if they did something like that that would tell us well we're just going right back to the same situation we've been dealing with the cardinals last year now if they go ahead as we expect and do very little you know undrafted free agents seventh round some type of flyer here or there then it looks good for drake and it certainly looks better As on what we know today, what we know today, Drake looked great. Drake looked great as the leader with David Johnson still there. We assumed he was going to be the leader, even with David Johnson. But we also know that David Johnson does have top five potential. I don't know that he's that guy anymore. That's the biggest problem is that he looked last year slow. We joked about it watching film at times and saying like the guy looks like he's walking. Uh, Maybe all this time off a full season plus is going to give him time to get 100%. And if he's even 90%. Of what david johnson used to be he's better than drake but i don't even know if he's that and if you go into this situation you know, duke johnson he's going to stay being duke johnson you, know, you joked about it, another person they traded for is you look at that situation duke johnson's duke johnson i don't think they ever wanted him to be more than what he is but david johnson at a full and half point ppr with the Sean Watson, with all this opportunity here, you know, the offensive line, you know, it looks like they're still trying to address that this offseason, too. And part of the reason why they wanted to shed some of that money, whatever it might be, David Johnson has top 10 potential. I think you draft Drake before you draft David Johnson, but you draft David Johnson as an RB3, hoping he can maybe get you top 15 return value as a running back.
0: I don't know if people are going to draft David Johnson as a running back three. I think they'll still be enamored with the name David Johnson. Now there's going to be a lot of scorned lovers out there who drafted David Johnson at number five or potentially even number one a year ago because that was out there for some people. That didn't go very well. And usually when that happens, it was almost like the Todd Gurley from a few years ago when everyone drafted him super highly. He sucked and then he fell to like the third round the next year and then he was the best running back in football or at least in fantasy. That I, I still don't think that... I would see the David Johnson path for that, like late second round, early third round in a 12 team league. And then uh, I don't even know if I would really want him to tell you the truth at that price. That feels like about where he no. should go. Um, and I would want mm. him later. So I'd probably pass on him.
1: So yeah, I'm, I'm factoring a lot of the draft too. You, you can't, but my... we can't,
0: we can't really do that at this point though. That's hard to do.
1: No, but we, we honestly can, because look, look, I'll tell you this. And this is why we can, because the big three we've talked about before, we talked about on the other show, uh, even if those big three, one of them falls into a terrible situation, one of the next three or four behind them is going to fall into a situation the other way. And, you know, you can go back to, I'll we'll just give an example of last year's. Miles Sanders, the good one. We can go back to Kareem Hunt when he was drafted and Spencer Ware got hurt. Now, granted, that we had to wait for an injury for that one. We had to wait for the second half of the season for Miles Sanders. I bring it up because I'm saying, like, even if one of those situations happens, I'm only drafting David Johnson as RB3. I know that you're saying it's probably not going to go that far. So don't be that guy. Let him go to somebody else. Wait, take one of the rookies, possibly in no a timeshare. Wait, possibly take somebody else out there that could be like in a Miles Sanders situation and don't pay that price. And that's my point. It's like we can say that in the fact that don't be that guy to draft David Johnson because all, you know, even if he looks good in training camp, there's just so much risk there. Uh, there's also risk that, hey, as great as a pass catcher that he is, that they have Duke Johnson and don't use him enough to where he gets 80 receptions or 70 receptions.
0: And with Deshaun Watson, we've noticed this a lot that quarterback, I I wouldn't call Deshaun Watson a running quarterback, but he is mobile in the sense that if stuff isn't going on downfield, he seems far more likely to take off and run rather than just dump it off. Like a lot of quarterbacks will. So they just don't pass to their running backs all that much.
1: Yeah, and that's another factor, too, is we saw that a lot with the split. We saw even when Duke Johnson was getting decent touch, like, into the mid-teens and stuff like that. It's just not consistent back there. It's almost kind of like it's Cam Newton. And that granted, I would say Cam Newton more rushing upside of his prime than Sean Watson, but similarly situations where they call their own number, they do take off running, they don't pass a lot to the running back out of the backfield. You know, Christian McCaffrey changed things a little bit for Cam Newton because there's only so much you could do to ignore him. And now you see a lot of Christian McCaffrey without Cam Newton, but – that was always the things we talked about with Cam Newton is that, well, he doesn't pass enough to the running back. So there's that kind of ceiling there. And I think that's the part of all that being said, the biggest takeaway you have here is if you can get David Johnson's RB3, that's when I'll buy in. But as you said, I don't think I'll end up with a lot of David Johnson because I think he'll be gone by that.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess the projection that we're kind of putting on him versus where he's actually going to go is probably the conversation that we're probably going to have, you know, for the next six months at this point. <laughs> but with Drake, Top 10 running back?
1: No, I wouldn't put him that high.
0: As as it would stand right now. Let's say they don't draft anyone, and it's just him and Chase Edmonds. Sounds pretty good. That's
1: the... I still wouldn't put him that high. I would put him probably in the RB2 discussion, probably like the 15 range. I'm not falling off that much. I know what we're talking about here, but I really do think there's going to be at least one, if not two running backs that falls into a Josh Jacobs type situation. And I would take that as we just saw with Josh Jacobs. And heck, we could talk about Josh Jacobs this year. I would draft Josh Jacobs before I drafted Kenyon Drake. I just think that putting Drake inside the top 10, I mean, you, who are you putting behind him to move him up that high? I think 15 is a fair number. It sounds nitpicky for five spots. I just don't think he's a guaranteed RB1 top 10.
0: All right, let's switch to the receiving scenarios now. So DeAndre Hopkins, let's speak to him first. Now on the Cardinals, <laughs> he's the number one. So Larry Fitzgerald is coming back. They have Christian Kirk. Andy Isabella is still there. My main man, Demir Bird. Coco, beware the Birdman. Uh, he's probably... Not looking so hot right now. Who was the other guy that they had that I always played at like three thousand dollars on DraftKings? that never worked. The
1: other Keyshawn Johnson.
0: The other Keyshawn Johnson. That's right. It's like, oh, he played ninety-five percent of the snaps. This is gonna be his week. It's like, oh, he played one percent of the snaps this week. <laughs> but the Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury played this super accelerated offense. Plays per second through the roof. Four wide receiver sets. Very limited contributions from the tight ends because when Charles Clay is your tight end. Why would you throw to your tight ends? They did get someone at the end of the year. Dan Arnold, Tarzan Dan Arnold, ended up on their team. Uh, you
1: didn't even need him. They they basically drafted a tight end at Hakeem Butler,
0: and that so didn't. There you uh, go. And he is he he's gonna, he'll be back for next year, won't
1: he? Yeah. Well, yeah. Zuri, it was only his second year. The other one was um uh Trent Sherfield. I, I think he's still on the team too. They have like seven thousand wide receivers.
0: I would say that Hopkins likely to be the number one guy in Arizona now. Probably. So with Kyler. I don't think – will he be as good as he was with the Texans? Let's just throw it out there right now. I would say no.
1: I would say yes because here's the deal is Hopkins is coming off a down season for Hopkins, and if you look at the difference between what Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray did last year – It's mostly touchdowns, and the yards are actually pretty similar. So Kyler Murray in his rookie season, who has the arm to throw downfield, that's one of the things that we never had to worry about with the height. It was more of the concern with the height was the 5 to 15-yard range. So if he can get the ball downfield, he can get it over top. He has the arm. He can hit Hopkins. I think Hopkins' value stays. I think Hopkins' value stays more similar to last year than his peak season, but we're still talking top three, top five at worst. I'm not concerned about Hopkins at all. And I I mean, to go right to Kyler Murray – I think Kyler Murray's locked into this. You want to talk about betting on the side that if you can still do that anywhere, Pat? Here's a you throw a little dollar, well, not a dollar, but a couple dollars on Kyler Murray for the MVP. I, I think that's a worthy bet right now.
0: Let's see what that is at the moment. I can bring up the odds for MVP. Murray, 25 to one. He was down from like 100 to one. He's now 25 to one.
1: i see. Just, it moved fast. <laughs> he, he's,
0: he now has the same odds as Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, and Tom Brady.
1: I would take him over all three of those.
0: I would too. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes at plus 350 is going to be tough to beat if he plays the entire year.
1: It, it really is, honestly. That's so. So I was thinking more of the 100 to 1.
0: Also, locking my money into betting futures with no sports going on at the moment, probably not the <laughs> wisest investment.
1: Well, I think of all the sports, the big four, quote unquote, I, I think that you would say football's okay, right? I mean, it's MVP too. You're not taking over unders on seasons.
0: No, that's true, but I mean, if but it's still the same kind of deal. Like if I bet Kyler Murray to win MVP right now, I can't theoretically cash that out until next January. Even so,
1: (laughs) nah, still fair. Yeah, I mean, if the odds were there, but the odds aren't there anymore.
0: So Hopkins, I don't think that he'll have the same sort of consistency that he had in Houston, just because I think there are so many options. And not to say that he won't be the number one option, but I can see games getting away from hopkins where that never really like it happened from time to time with houston over the past few years where like hopkins laid a dud but generally speaking like you could just pencil in 10 targets you could pencil in at least five catches the yardage was kind of wonky like a yo-yo but the touchdowns would be there as well when it comes to murray and throwing to deandre hopkins in arizona like they were able to effectively run the ball last year behind an offensive line that wasn't very good. Like you're going to have games where Drake kind of goes nuts and maybe he gets left aside. That never happened with the Texans. That was the one saving grace to the Texans receivers that even though Carlos Hyde was like pretty good, it's not like he was taking over games where, Oh, we just don't need to throw anymore. That just never happened. So Hopkins could always get his, but, where this system is set up where you know if it's one long shot to andy isabella i mean drive over 90 yard touchdown now hopkins isn't doing anything i think there's more of that i would still have him as a top five guy for sure i'd have to really think about where i would want him amongst like Devonte adams and julio jones and all of the other top tier wide receivers and michael thomas he's very much in that mix i just don't know if he would still be like number three for me he might now be like number five or number six for me um when we finally do the rankings, <laughs> I'll, I'll sort this out
1: Yeah, I'm still okay with it, mostly because it's a one game difference, but a one game difference still doesn't make up for 50, 50 more attempts for Kyler Murray. And again, Kyler Murray as a rookie, Uh, Kyler Murray as a rookie who is dealing with Larry Fitzgerald, a banged up Christian Kirk and all those options you mentioned before, with half of them being rookies. So I I, I get your point. I I think I just have a little more confidence in Kyler Murray and the target still going to DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe it's not 150, maybe it's 140. I don't think it's going to be that big of a drop off. I The only
0: cold water I would throw in that situation is that you know, the Cardinals weren't very good last year, so they were constantly playing from behind. I would think that... Uh. It's, and, but when you play such a high-paced offense like that and you're down in games, you can put up some trashy numbers just a little bit. Now, I think that could even out because if they're going to be better, that theoretically means they're probably going to be scoring more points anyway just earlier in games. It could all just be a wash, but that would be by one. Like I think there's a few points of hesitation on hopkins being like the number one receiver i'd just be a bit more pensive than that
1: so who who would you definitively we could do it right now like just for fun who would you definitively put in front of him i mean michael thomas obviously but then who else to knock him out of like the top three
0: adams i would take over him right now okay probably julio
1: i wouldn't take julio
0: i mean if we're just talking about consistency like julio is like the more consistent deandre hopkins
1: and uh, i don't think they'll be too dissimilar next year i would take hopkins
0: i think they're in the same bucket i think i'd still go with julio um who are the other guys that
1: are good <laughs> i mean we could anymore. say well you we say chris godwin but i mean chris godwin might have tom brady so
0: i i would uh, uh, even whether it's godwin whether it's mike evans and whichever one that people prefer i would take hopkins over them Let do just fucking i forget who we <laughs> talked about like three weeks ago my brain is just mush at this point just churning out shows i I know that there's like top end receivers that i'm missing here
1: uh cooper cup finished in front of him
0: i would not take cooper cup i would take hopkins
1: there's i mean kenny 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 galladay Galladay.
0: if stafford sticks maybe i gotta stop touching my fucking face uh (laughs) kenny galladay maybe you
1: need this you need this this is what you need sit next to your desk just spray it on my face? <laughs> no, but you're supposed to, that's one of the things, if worst comes to worst, you can put, you can put it on your hands and then rub your face with it.
0: Yeah, I, I washed my hands directly before starting this, but now I've touched a pen, now I've touched my computer, I did wipe those down earlier, but uh, you know, just I want to make a habit to stop touching my face so much, to think, I'm not the <laughs> thinker, so. so yeah, maybe he's number I've, four, like those three I would take over, my, I gotta go, I gotta go look at this.
1: Uh, so, so, I mean, you're not doing Devonte Parker.
0: No, I'm not doing Devonte Parker, that's true.
1: Okay, Cooper Cup?
0: finished no. in front of him?
1: No, no, not okay. Cooper. Like, yeah. Then who else? Are, I mean, who else are you going to put in front of him at this point?
0: I I'm th- it would be those three, so I guess I'd have him number 4. I'm just trying to rack my brain to maybe Tyree Kill.
1: No, no. I think you got the- I would go to Hopkins definitely. I don't know if
0: definitely yeah. with that, yeah. that that would be that that would be kind of the turn for me i think those would be the top five the guys that we mentioned so yeah hopkins at four then so yeah no real big difference so there. i have hopkins at
1: three he's still on the side yeah so sure. we're nitpicking three and four
0: well i think the, i think the thing is i had him at number one going into last year okay and, and this year i would have him at number four like i the way that i see his situation is slightly less than i saw it last year obviously i was wrong last year so <laughs> take it with a grain of salt but uh kyler where would we put him do you think amongst quarterbacks top five
1: Oh, yeah. And that's that's what was in my write up. You look at the fact that he finished ninth last year, maybe eighth, depending on some of the leagues that you're in with that rushing floor. The rushing upside to potentially even run a little bit more, as you mentioned, like maybe this offense is a little bit better. Maybe he scores a few more times. Anyway, rushing floor being the rushing floor of what it is. Colin Murray last year, essentially Deshaun Watson with less touchdowns. So or fewer touchdowns. Sorry for your How out there. How dare
0: you? The entire <laughs> comment section is like Jake doesn't even know English. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I do English. Good. Or what is it? Or who's was the thing that he said on the Simpsons? The kid me fail uh, English. That's impossible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So look, you column. And this is what I wrote up in the column Murray. you give him five touchdowns, five passing touchdowns more. And, you know, OK, that sounds like it might be a lot to ask him. He only threw for 20. But again, he's a rookie let's compare it to Lamar Jackson. These kids can get better as passers and Lamar Jackson everybody was writing the book on him and I was like, "Oh, he's going to be a terrible passer for his entire career." You give him 5 more and I'm just using 5 because you know where that puts him? At QB5 last year. If he just has 5 more touchdowns, it's not that much more to ask. And that's 25. If you told me Kyler Murray threw for 30 next year, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So I think like if you talk Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, I mean, after that, excuse me, I ain't like a little throat there. Though. Um Getting the corona. Who, who else are we talking about? Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Like, actually, there's a good one. Would you take Russell or Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray? I think that he's in the conversation with those two.
0: So uh, we kind of agree that Lamar and Mahomes are one two, right? Yes. Like they're in a class by themselves. So yeah, I think that would be the next year. Like Wilson, Murray, depending on where Winston goes. Like I think that Winston's a viable option to be up in this mix as well. Dak, I think, still is a part of
1: this mix. Yeah, Dak actually finished what two or three last year.
0: Yeah. So. I know I could see taking him at three. I could see taking him at four. I could see taking him at five. I think I'd probably prefer him to Watson, to tell you the truth. Wilson's a bit tougher for me. I really have to rack my mind around that.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see what the Seahawks do, if anything, to you know, lock it. And DK Metcalf sounds fine, and they have seventeen tight ends now. So, uh, you know, maybe Wilson's just being Wilson. He's, he's Wilson feels like the safer pick. Kyler Murray feels like, all right, do you want to potentially go for the guy that finishes number two? By the way, well, don't forget Case Keenum now the backup with the Browns. Uh, we'll, get to, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay,
0: I just saw that break. We'll get to that here in a second. I like what the Browns. Who are
1: doing. wants to talk? Who cares about that? <laughs>
0: well, I just I think it's interesting that if ba- I, I, it just seems like a, well, let's talk about it right now then. Case Keenum. And just <laughs> I don't every, care. <laughs> everything that the Browns did. Let's, let's put it that way. So the Browns go out and pay Austin Hooper uh, $44 million on a four-year contract. Right. They sign Jack Conklin. And I mean, I, I still, I think everyone remembers that Rams game because it was on a Monday night or a Sunday night. I can't remember now. But everyone remembers the game where Baker was dropping back and Aaron Donald was just in his face. And he couldn't do anything. And he looked like a... I wouldn't even say an XFL QB, like not even a CFL QB. Like apparently there's some league called like the indoor football league, not the arena league, the indoor (laughs) league. It looks like he should lose like a quarterback from that league. So that wasn't good. Giving him some protection is good, but this seems like a hedge against Baker not being good. At least, Either bringing competition for me. it's a lot like what the rumors are floating around with the Bears are trying to do with Trubisky right now. Whether it's Dalton, it seems like they're out on Bridgewater at this point in time as we speak. That creating competition is a good thing. Try to push Baker, but if Baker sucks, he'll get the yank for Keenum. I'm sure of it.
1: Ah, uh, see, I completely disagree. I think that I think they're 100% in on Baker Mayfield. I think a lot of it's getting, you know, the blame is where it's going to go. And that's because Kitchens couldn't run a team. They threw him from where he was to offensive coordinator, which looked good initially. And then offensive coordinator straight to head coach and just skipped all these processes of seeing like how good he can handle each spot. And he was a lot of what was wrong last year. I told you on your show that something D'Angelo Williams said on the show when I was doing it with him is that he knows 100% what's wrong with Baker and his connection to Odell Beckham. It's practicing. It's what you're teaching these kids in practice. And I say kids because, remember, Baker Mayfield's still inexperienced. You can say, and what in case anybody doesn't want to go back and watch it because I don't even know what week that was, but what, he, what D'Angelo is saying is, is the same thing he saw when he was with the Panthers and with the Steelers is what you do is you run plays. You run like third and eight, and you say, hey, guess what? Antonio Brown is double covered. Odell Beckham's double covered. You know, you go down these plays. Steve Smith at the time was double covered. So it gets ingrained in Baker's head is I'm not even looking that way because he's double covered. So that's why you didn't see as many targets going on Odell Beckham, despite the fact that he was single covered even open, because he's a kid who you taught improperly, who doesn't have the experience of Cam Newton, and Ben Roethlisberger at the time. So I say all that to say that, I think Baker's still the guy. I don't think this is anything more than the thing.
0: I I didn't want to give the impression that I don't think that Baker is the guy. But if Baker, listen, Baker did not look good last year. That if we get through five games and the entire and this is a completely new regime and putting Stefanski back with Case Keenum where they had success in Minnesota at least if that's the offense that they're bringing in it makes a lot of sense to bring in Case Keenum a guy who knows this offense who could take advantage of it but if Baker's the reason and they determine that with this new coaching staff that he is not a fit for what they're doing and they're losing because of it they identify him five games six games if they're like one in five like that that's it's curtains for you Baker you're done.
1: I see. And that's what I'm saying. I don't agree. I think this is case games is familiar. So you don't even have to worry about your backup because do you know you remember who the backups are? There's Stanton and Gilbert. Like those are a biz. Those are some of the worst backups that you could possibly find on an NFL roster. So I think that's all it really is. I think this is, Hey, Stefanski does and goes with somebody he knows he doesn't have to worry about in practice, making sure the backup quarterback is ever prepared in case Baker gets hurt. Right. I, I, Unless Baker does get hurt, I don't even care if he's got more interceptions than touchdowns. I think he's out there for the majority, if not the full season. I don't think they're going to kiss him. I don't see that as the signing at all. And I'll happily eat crow on your show if it happens. Is this
0: uh, – listen, I I like Baker Mayfield, so I want him to succeed. I want the Browns <laughs> to be good, but this just – they're, they're making all the right signings. It's like when we go back and look at this Hopkins for David Johnson trade. Like, it's going to turn out that the Texans won this trade somehow. Just, I don't know how that's going to happen, <laughs> but that's just how the NFL tends to work. The Browns go out, they address a huge need and sign a top tier offensive lineman. They go and get the best free agent tight end on the market. I don't know why exactly. Well, I guess we can talk about Austin Hooper, but
1: we can.
0: They're just going to be, are they just the team who's going to win the offseason every year when it gets to the field? They're going to just not be good.
1: Well, here's the thing is like they kind of won last year, but maybe the hype from the year before of hey, like the team's finally winning games to all the hype of bringing in all the Beckham and Baker second season and all that type of stuff. Let's be honest, like the NFL industry, whether it's real life or fantasy, we got ahead of ourselves. And we got to help ourselves in the fact that there were still holes on this team, including the offensive line. And I'm not saying I was right. So, look. I said the offensive line was going to be an issue, although I still had the Browns in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. I still had Baker Mayfield inside my top 10 quarterbacks. I still had Odell Beckham inside my top five wide receivers. So I was definitely in the hype. But I also said at the beginning of the time, and a lot of people said this, is that they just traded – A strength, well, that isn't even like a super strength, but it was above average strength last year for the Odo Beckham, and they didn't really fix it. So, if you're talking about the offensive line and they fix it, well, I wouldn't even say it's 100% fixed. It's definitely addressed with the situation that it got so far. And I think that if they add more to it, the Austin Hooper part of it just gives them another option. They didn't have him Joker for essentially the entire season, and they seem to have soured on him. Whether or not they get anybody, I think we've seen before too with Stefanski is that even if Njoku doesn't go anywhere, they'll use both of them.
0: What do we think happens to Austin Hooper's fantasy value now? And just the fantasy value, I mean, Beckham will have all offseason to debate that. Landry, it's kind of the same way. <laughs> they put a tender in a second round tag on Kareem Hunt, so it does look like he's going to come back. So Chubb has to be bumped down just a little bit from like the peak of where we saw him. But Hooper would have been a top five tight end on Atlanta. I don't think that he's probably a top five tight end anymore
1: no so I'll give you what I tweeted out before I actually think he could be if they he, get yeah, rid of Njoku
0: yeah oh. he could be but like Hayden Hurst just got traded to the Atlanta Falcons from the Baltimore Ravens so well could so Hayden, that let's could, talk
1: could, could, could no. Hayden
0: Hurst be more valuable in fantasy than Austin Hooper I think he could only
1: only if they get rid of or don't get rid of Njoku. That's what I'm saying. A lot of it's going to hinge on what happens with Njoku because I just mentioned it about with the fact of what you've seen and what you've seen for Stefanski. But I'll say this. I'm going to give you – I put this in my article. I'll give you the tweet that I put out from before. So all Browns tight ends last year – now Browns tight ends, to go back to it again, to pull that up is like Ricky Seals, Jones, Demetrius, Harris, Steven Carlson, miserable tight ends. So all tight ends last year accounted for 21.7% of the targets. So – when Hooper and Ryan were together because Ryan missed one game with Hooper and then Hooper missed the other games, as everybody knows. 19.8% of the targets. If you talk about yards per attempt, Ryan 7.25, Mayfield 7.17. I say all that to say it's very similar. I'm not saying the increase from 21, 19.7 to 21, I, he's not going to get all of the tight end targets. I'm just saying there's a similar target share despite the differences in the offenses. They're similar yards per attempt with the quarterbacks in a down season for Baker Mayfield. So I think Austin Hooper still should be close. It may be six, seventh at worst. I think he's still in the conversation. And as of today, if Njoku leaves some way by a trade, I would still take Hooper over Hayden Hurst. If Njoku doesn't go anywhere, that's when I think we get in the discussion. I am on Hayden Hurst for that reason.
0: So Kelsey Kittle, Kittle, Kelsey, those are your top two. Andrews is probably close. Maybe Ertz is pretty close. Waller's probably pretty close. That's probably like your yep. top five-ish. So those are your two tiers of your top five. And then you have okay. Hooper. Uh, maybe Hunter Henry's up in that class too after he was franchised, he becomes back healthy. Uh, doesn't it just feel like every time you draft Hunter Henry, you get one good game, and then you're like, oh, God, what's going on with my team?
1: <laughs> Talent-wise, the kid's top five, whether or not he's on the field. I think Hunter Henry's going to end up when all is said and done, I feel like he's going to be more like the eighth, ninth, t- tenth tight end off the board because of that risk.
0: Like I would take Waller 100% over Henry. Oh, although absolutely. I, although I think Henry's a better player.
1: Uh, I'm 100%, yeah, 100. percent I'm with you.
0: So, Evan Ingram, you probably throw into that mix too. But I think now you don't think so.
1: Uh, Evan Ingram's out of the conversation. He's worse than Hunter Henry. A guy can't stay on the field. The uh, Giants Jake, have already talked to
0: Jake. The new tight ends coach in New York is a former head coach in the NFL. So he's going to get <laughs> yeah. the best coaching.
1: <laughs> he's going to get the best. You, you didn't do. It. You should do the voice when you say that. The best coaching. Do it. The best. The uh, he's going to be.
0: <laughs> yeah. There'll be like online segments where you know Evan Ingram needs to learn. It's like into the kitchen with Freddie and Evan, and that they're going to oh, figure okay. this out.
1: I was like, hey, they, you just wrote something for the team. There you go. No, it doesn't matter. The team's already, the Giants themselves, already rumored from one of those guys, Graziano or whoever it might be, who's saying that they've already considered this him a risk for next year and might bring in another. They just got, like Ellison, I think Brett Ellison actually retired because of the he, concussions. He yeah, so they bring in another that type out there. But watch, watch them trade for Njoku because <laughs> this, the Giants.
0: So Hooper Hunt, uh, Greg Olson's in Seattle. I don't care. You don't care.
1: No and offense. Did you watch like, Greg Olson? I, I did.
0: I mean, he was good in the broadcasting booth. I'll give him that much.
1: But uh, he was mute. he was decent in the broadcasting booth. He was I thought he was than okay Jason for a Witten. guy. who,
0: Yeah, he was better than Jason Witten, and it's not like he was doing training. Like he was playing games and then going in the booth during his bye.
1: He just kind of just like got thrown in there. He should just stayed in the booth, honestly.
0: Yeah, but you make. I mean, unless you're Tony Romo, you're gonna make more money playing fifty percent of the snaps for the, the Seahawks <laughs> than you are sitting in the Monday Night Football booth.
1: Yeah, well, that's the biggest thing is if Will Disley, Will Disley is healthy, to your point, as you just said, it's probably only going to be like 50%. So no, I don't care about Greg Olson.
0: So would you say that Austin Hooper, potentially, whether Najoku is there or not, let's just pretend like he's there for the moment and Hayden Hurst. Okay. Do you think that he, Austin Hooper is closer to Darren Waller for this year or Hawkinson, fan, Gaseki, that type of guy?
1: Yeah, the second half. I would take the latter okay. because to that point, I would take Hayden Hurst. It like, so To go back to him, Hayden Hurst was really actually quite efficient on his 40 targets, caught 30 of them. So now, we don't ever want to extrapolate, but Hayden Hurst, the biggest thing, and the reason why the Ravens made the mistake of drafting Hurst when they did in the first round ahead of Mark Andrews, uh, partly being a mistake because he's actually older than Austin Hooper by almost a year, but the biggest thing is he's a great blocker, so he's going to be on the field a lot probably the vast majority of the snaps, and you have him out there in this offense. Again, don't want to extrapolate, but we're talking about 40 targets. If he gave him 80 and he still had the same efficiency, give him 90 and say he's less efficient so he only doubles his number, 60 receptions, 700-some-odd yards, and five or six touchdowns, guess what? He's a top-10 tight end.
0: One more tight end, bit of news, and I guess we'll tackle the entire team. Uh, Blake Jarwin, three years, $24.25 $24.25 million contract extension with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak was franchised. Not sure exactly what's going on with Cooper so far, so it looks like he's going to stay or they're going to try to, like, tender him and trade him or something like that?
1: No, it sounds like they want to have him. Look, they went into this hoping to work something out, and then the tag was the worst-case scenario for either one of them. Obviously, the Dak is you can't let him walk. But the all intents was... That Cooper wants to be there, they want Cooper there. I think worst case is that Cooper comes back with a contract and they say, "All right, this is what we need to match." Worst worst case is that he comes back with a contract and they say they can't do it. But I think that I don't think put this way, I don't think Cooper's going to go somewhere and visit and be like, "Oh, I'm just taking this contract. See you later, Cowboys." I think he does want it. for everything that he said. At least if we're going to believe him, because he does want to be there and he does want to be with Dak Prescott. The Blake Jarwin news kind of got glossed over because at that same time was when the Houston Texans trade was going down. I think he's smart. If I, I tweeted that too about keeper and dynasty leagues, go check on him. And that obviously the news is out by now, but this tells you what the team thinks of Jarwin. And he is a good pass catcher. And we've seen the DAC and we've seen what this offense can do. But you do have to consider at the same time, at any given day, if Cooper is back, he's going to be the fourth option at best, potentially even worse. So, yeah. because you're going to Cooper, Gallup, and Zeke. You know, so, you're going to be the fourth option.
0: And you get into a situation, I mean, if Randall Cobb comes back, maybe you're even behind Randall Cobb in that pecking order. But we just threw out the sort of back end of who could be the 10th, 11th, 12th tight ends, whether it is that Fant, Hawkinson, Gesicki right. range, even Hayden Hurst. Now you throw into that. Well, mix. you have to I, remember I, who's I in rad- charge now, too. But I would rather all think- of those guys over Blake Jarwin. I'm sorry. Oh, about absolutely. Mike. Yeah. And Mike McCarthy Mike- doesn't throw to tight ends.
1: He doesn't use them that much. Yeah, we have Jermarca Finley as our one example that everybody just loves to go to time and time and time and time again. But as more often, I I actually think the biggest concern is the player you just said. If they not only bring back Amari Cooper, but they bring back Randall Cobb, now you're running the Packers offense with Randall Cobb as the number three, which basically means nothing for the tight end.
0: Tennessee gets a deal worked out with Tannehill. They franchise Derrick Henry, and then they lose Conklin. Is this going to work for – like, another year, or did, was there a shot last year, everything worked, or is, like, Tannehill real here? Like, should we be – Should we? Derrick Henry, we know. He's going to be a first-round pick in fantasy drafts. He's probably going to be a good first-round pick in fantasy drafts. I don't think you're going to get the same guy that you got down the stretch last year, but, hey, I didn't think that last year, and it just kept happening. So I am the one with the egg on my face about Derrick Henry. Tannehill, if you got Tannehill from the second half last year, you have, like, a top-five quarterback in fantasy.
1: Right. But I don't think anybody is expecting that to happen again. And they shouldn't because the biggest problem about Tannehill is we're talking 2016 Falcons touchdown ratio here. It's just, there's no way just from the history of football, Patrick Holmes, two seasons ago with the 50 touchdowns, he was on that touchdown ratio, not quite of the 2016 Falcons, but all these things is like, there's a reason these things have barely happened in the NFL history, even in today's NFL, which is so pass heavy. Tannehill throwing for 215 yards a game. Tannehill throwing for as few attempts as he does per game. That ratio just doesn't carry over. So he's going to have regression. And I say he's going to have regression because it's not like the team's going to turn around and like let him lose to throw 40 times a game. They won their two playoff games with him throwing for what? 14, 15, 16 times, completing 89 passes. They actually lost the game with his best passing performance when they got knocked out by the chiefs. So, I say all that to say, like, look, Tannehill's fine in Superflex. Tannehill's fine if you want to draft. Like, maybe you want to take a Baker Mayfield for the upside that he could break out, and just in case you say, all right, I'll take Tannehill at the end of the draft, case Baker Mayfield's what you said, and he just completely falls on his face, and he's out, and now you have Tannehill as your safety net. But I think that's where he's going to be. He's going to be a mid-QB, two, mostly because you just can't throw for 200 yards a game an average two plus touchdowns per game on top of it. As good as this offense is, it's still a run first. It's still Derrick Henry first, and it's still a touchdown ratio that's not going to carry. Do you
0: think not having Conklin around is going to be an issue?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be an issue depending on how they address it, but I don't think it's going to be enough that we're all of a sudden scared of this team or scared of Derrick Henry Conklin for some. depending on what site you go to PFF football outside the, where, where you ever look, he was graded okay in some areas, better in some. There's some that said he wasn't very good at holding up in the past, or something wasn't very good in the run. It's that's why I, like, I don't like getting caught too much. We talk about him on the on your show plenty. Is like PFF is good and PFF and football outsiders, all these things are good, but they're good as like, you know, hey, let's put a little bit of valuation there, but let's like overreact because all those numbers that they put out are still based off people like you and me watching the games and coming up with those numbers.
0: I would hope that the people doing these grades are much smarter than me. If it's people like me then like it's a complete farce. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. If it's you, if it's people like you, I think we're in pretty good hands. If it's people like me, uh, it's I, you, still
1: I, better than me. You
0: you might be throwing your money away.
1: <laughs> I would ho- I would still hope they're better than I am in a judging offensive line and <laughs> that fact yeah uh the other ones
0: i wanted to get to so we talked about conklin a little bit uh news just broke while we were talking the big v goes from the Eagles, signs a 50 million dollar deal with the lions uh to shore up their offensive line and the dolphins signed your guy eric automatic flowers
1: automatic <laughs> hold is that what you're going with he hey. was it
0: was like not bad last year
1: that's what I was about to say. If you go, there's a perfect example of the grades. And I'm not, I'm not besmirching the grades by saying this, but there's a perfect example is he graded out as one of the better guards because now he's been kicked into guard and, you know, whether or not that carries over and he, you know, found success. And that's where he needed to play this entire time. And now he ends up being a top 20 guard, maybe question mark. I don't know. Well, you know, the dolphins have money to spend. The dolphins have money to spend that. Even if they miss on this, it's not going to kill them because they've got money to spend for the next couple seasons. They've got an open roster with holes everywhere. So, you know, they're making some nice moves. I think the uh, Shaq Lawson move is a nice and intriguing one too. So, you know, they're, they're making moves. I know that's not for fancy, but just, Hey, look, they're trying to improve this team and they could with the money they have and the draft capital that they have, it would it really be any surprise that the dolphins, maybe not one year, like the 49ers, but maybe two years, get right back into the playoff mix.
0: No, I think it depends on who they drafted quarterback to tell you the truth.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why it might be two years. If it ends up being two,
0: Yeah, but they were, like, strangely, even though Ryan Fitzpatrick is not great, he with the Jets and Bills and, like, a declining Patriots, like, he could be good enough if your team's good enough.
1: Well, first, hold on, hold on. Ryan Fitzpatrick himself is great. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the football player, isn't necessarily great. (laughs) So, Big V
0: goes from Philly to Detroit. So, Detroit loses Graham Glasgow. He actually just signs with the Denver Broncos do you I kind of like I mean Chris Harris is going to be on the trading block everyone kind of wants him but maybe you can get some more capital out of other teams that way but kind of like what the Broncos are doing do we believe it all in Drew Locke
1: Uh, I think that is for if you listen to John Elway he does look Drew Locke if people remember two years ago there was talk of drew Locke potentially being a number one pick or at least a top 10 pick the guaranteed first round. List. So it's these things that change in football real quickly. And that's why when you're watching college, let's chill out like with the sophomore players and, you know, Trevor Lawrence looks like he still might be the number one pick next year. But I mean, just after your base, you know, if he repeats last season, he still might be for projectability, but on play it might not be. So if you're looking at all these things, like I say that with the, remember like some of the post-type sleepers that we usually talk about in fantasy football, Drew Locke might be the college version of a post-type sleeper. You know, maybe the talent still is the arm is still there. He's got the measurables. When you want to see a NFL quarterback, the decision-making was a question even back with, you know, the sophomore campaign, but you know, these things can be taught. Like if you want to teach something, this is why we see athletic players drafted all the time. You can't, teach athleticism you can train up athleticism but there's always going to be a peak in your body so if you want to teach something you want to teach them to be smarter and sometimes that doesn't work we've seen it not work a lot <laughs> I mean going to wide receivers is probably the best example all the time with the Darrell Green Beckham's and the Stephen Hills of the world but if they can be taught and you know you have John L.A. running that team if Drew Locke plays smarter I think he could be Andy Dalton like if
0: he's Andy Dalton, like the rest of this team kind of looks pretty good.
1: It does look pretty good, especially when you start with Cortland Sutton and, you know, my on. but all that that still looks like that's going to be a loss. Because for whatever, these that te- for as much as they want to try and keep giving quarterbacks all these chances, they were so quick to pull the, <laughs> the, the cord and Dayshawn. Oh, you dropped the pass. You don't have enough spunk. Get the hell off the team.
0: Ah, they just re-signed Tim Patrick, <laughs> so watch out.
1: No, watch out for Tim Patrick. I I actually do think that the Broncos could end up up signing somebody or bringing in somebody through the draft. This draft class is ridiculously deep, so my Hamilton love might be out the window. Well,
0: I mean, now that I'm kind of rearranging the pieces in my mind, we don't know. Like, Diggs says he's going to be traded. He doesn't say to who. Yeah, he's been
1: saying that for the last two years.
0: But if Chris Harris is on his way out anyways, Chris Harris a free agent, or or is he still signed? He's still signed, right?
1: I thought they was it tagged or i thought he was a free agent harris I mean, chris Maybe harris he is.
0: i thought he was still under contract but anyway if, if <laughs> let's
1: chris, find out
0: yeah you find out <laughs> for me so i'm not just talking at my ass to say trade chris harris for <laughs> Stephen diggs and just go
1: on your way i'm just gonna go to spot track to find out you can keep talking i'm gonna find out for you
0: chris harris british journalist not who i'm <laughs> bill showing interest in cornerback Chris Harris Jr.
1: Eh, no, a he, was a, he is a free agent.
0: He is a free agent. That doesn't
1: matter. Yeah, so you're throwing did, me off.
0: Diggs would be. I was just gonna say Diggs would be a very logical point for the Broncos. I just don't know what they give up if it's not Harris. I thought that just he would be mm. a good piece because Rhodes is gone. You bring someone in to either play slot corner, or try to get him back on the outside. Just the, it's the one spot. Like it's gonna
1: be. It's gonna be a pick if so, because the Vikings are so hard up against the cap that they're they're just gonna want picks. They're not gonna want players anyway.
0: Yeah, maybe that's a move. Where do you think Diggs ends up? I mean, people might know by the time that they're watching this,
1: but we don't. Vikings. <laughs> I, th- I still think he's on the Vikings next year. I think he's going to still – They moved, They maneuvered enough already. They're actually on the positive side. They started out negative. The only team I think as of recording this show that's still negative is the Steelers, which they got to figure out some things, but according to reports by Caboli, they're going to. Uh, but the Vikings got onto the positive side of the cap. It's not a lot of room. I think the last thing I saw was around $14 million, so that doesn't give them a lot of wiggle. But with Stefan Diggs, I, actually, I still think – you're not going to trade him unless you get a hell of a haul back because he's too talented. And if you just saw, if DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the barometer of what you're going to get for a trade for a talented wide receiver, if I'm the Vikings, I don't care that I'm hard up against the cat. There's no way I'm trading digs and getting only like what essentially is like, what, a second rounder?
0: I think if I was the Bills, I would do it. I mean, if
1: you're the Bills, you should in yeah. a heartbeat. I think it's coming from the Vikings side of it. And this is a draft class, too, where – I mean, there's going to be wide receivers going in day three. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you know what? I know Stephen Diggs is good. I do.
1: Right, right. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like, I think that's the fight that you're going to have is with giving up picks and everything like that. That's my point.
0: Let's see here. So,
1: what are you looking at now?
0: I was just, I was just looking at Graham Glasgow. So the Broncos get a new center. That's where we started this one off. Uh, the Gus Bus resigns with the Ravens.
1: Who cares? That's
0: nice. I like the Gus Bus.
1: Beep, beep. Anyway, Ace. <laughs> the second one got me <laughs> uh I, I think that's that's really just your kind of late round insurance especially if you draft mark ingram or you just don't draft mark ingram because you won't and just take gus edwards instead
0: that's the move gus edwards better than mark ingram everyone knows it. people know this all right everyone <laughs> says gus edwards better than that awful mark ingram people say this yeah everyone says yeah. it. that's what i hear that's where did
1: mark ingram finish last year 7th 8th you know funny. what
0: I recall winning fantasy championships and him not being on my team. Because <laughs> you know why? Because my team wasn't hexed.
1: Well, uh, did it, well. To your point, wasn't Mark Ingram basically gone for the final two weeks of value anyway?
0: I don't remember. I remember Derek Henry like didn't play week sixteen or week fifty, whatever it was. <laughs>
1: uh, no, that was that's what it was. The opposite. So Mark Ingram did nothing in thirteen or fourteen, but came up big in fifteen or sixteen. You know, he's basically the antithesis of what Henry was at the end.
0: Uh, let's circle back to the follow because we didn't really touch on it from like the Hopkins and Hopkins. Hopkins leaves the Texans. What do they look like at receiver? Because everyone's just like, "Will Fuller is going to be great."
1: Sure no, about that? No. <laughs> no. This is not 100. This is not the starting lineup for their wide receivers in Houston from day one of the NFL season either. So there's reports also that they might want to take that pick and turn it into more picks because they're still lacking so many. But point being is you talk about this draft for wide receivers, they're drafting somebody. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it would be a really funny move if they somehow assigned Amari Cooper, but you know, maybe they go out there and sign a different wide receiver, maybe Emmanuel Sanders, whatever. My point is, Kenny Stills and Will Fuller are not going to be one and two for the Texans week one of the NFL season. There's going to be somebody else in there that's going to leapfrog them or at least be the number two. And Stills, like, really, Will Fuller, like, when's the last time you can count on him for a full? So, like, if I told you Will Fuller versus A.J. Green, who plays more games, I'd still take A.J.
0: Green. We'll get to A.J. Green in a second. On the Cardinals side, who's better, Kirk or Fitz? Kirk. I think so, too. Definitely.
1: Here's the thing. Both of them had almost.
0: That is going to be a very frustrating group of guys to draft, though.
1: I think on week to week basis, absolutely. But Kirk can play outside, as we know. Kirk can also play the slot. A lot of people thought when he came out of college that's all he could do, and that's why a lot of people thought his value was buried because he was going to be playing behind Larry Fitzgerald in that big slot position. But if you look at it, last year, the uh, targets were almost identical, and where did Kirk finish? Much ahead of Larry Fitzgerald, even with. A down, like, like I said, he was banged up for a lot of the season. It wasn't a great year for him. It wasn't the breakout everybody expected. Now, the 108 targets he saw, I don't think he sees more this season, maybe five more, ten more because Hopkins is now there. But still, as 108 targets, he still finishes a wide receiver, 37 fantasy points per game, wide receiver 40 overall. I think it's a good spot for him. I think with Larry Fitzgerald where he finished last year as wide receiver five is where he deserves to be as well. But the crutch argument, as I hate, you know that, is like, oh, better in best ball. But in this case, this is the truth. Is Christian Kirk, great wide receiver four for your team if you can get him there, but the inconsistency is going to make him better in best ball than trying to figure out seasonal because I agree with you, week to week, one week might be Fitzgerald, two weeks might be Kirk, but there's not going to be consistency.
0: I'd be curious to know how much of Kirk's actual overall fantasy points came in that one game against Tampa Bay. I believe he scored his only three touchdowns of the year in that game
1: i think it for i think it was like 45 ish percent here you want it? here i'll do the quick math for you how about that let's, like have, pull up, let's
0: have it right Live ha- the, this is why you could work for pff and i couldn't
1: so 34.8 fantasy points in that game it was oh i way overshot it was only 26 and a half percent
0: so that, that's over a fourth of his fantasy. I mean, points. yeah <laughs> i mean the guy played i think he played 15 of the 16 games
1: yeah, I was. I, what I was going back to, you know, it was in my mind, it was Will Fuller's two games accounted for 50% of his season almost.
0: Now, in fairness, he only played like five games, so that's not the <laughs> craziest thing in the world.
1: <laughs> no, he played more than that, but yeah. Uh,
0: AJ Green, Green was franchised by the Cincinnati Bengals. Looks like they're getting rid of Dalton. Joe Burrow's going to come in. How do you approach AJ Green this year? Because I'm actually kind of happy that he continued to sit out because he got like a full year to recover. That can only be good for you.
1: It could only be good, but at the same time, this is a long time with not seeing AJ Green play football. So that's a concern. The fact of how little football he played even before this injury, because he's always banged up and always getting hurt. AJ Green talent, this is actually, you know what? He's not too dissimilar for from David Johnson. Talent wise, AJ Green's anywhere near 100%. He has the talent to be a top five wide receiver, no matter who the quarterback is. If it is Joe Burrow, which it will be, but I you mean, know, this point being, even as a rookie quarterback. Uh, AJ Green who he is now I think is a giant question and is he 90% of what he used to be he's 95 is he 80% does he look like David Johnson and he's just slow now I think you put in the same point is I think he's going to go before this point but a wide receiver three is where I would put him because the upside is top 15 wide receiver I think essentially it's David Johnson of wide receivers.
0: Non-fantasy stuff. Two trades were made. The Colts shipped off their number 13th overall pick and got DeForest Buckner. The Forrest Buckner, if you don't speak French. And Calais Campbell goes to the Ravens from the Jags. Which one of these do you think is the better deal?
1: Uh, Well, it, do we get to include the Ravens trading the Hayden Hurst thing too? Because the Ravens, Ravens <laughs> just walked away with this day. Yeah, so
0: what, what ended up being the total damage here? What did they give up for Campbell? They gave up like a fourth or something?
1: Yeah, which was essentially a pick that they got back anyway from another deal, so they didn't really give up a whole lot for that anyway. And then they got a second and a fifth for was it a second? What what was the Hayden Hurst? It was second and fifth, right? Second
0: was this say yeah, it was a second and fifth.
1: Yeah, so it was almost essentially the same, close to the trade for DeAndre Hopkins for a freaking tight end who hasn't really done much.
0: Hey, he was a first round pick. He got drafted ahead of Lamar Jackson.
1: I, hey. Ravens front. I tweeted this earlier. Ravens front office better than your favorite team's front office. Because even when they make a mistake, they come out roses when they make up for the mistake. Well,
0: yeah, the one thing that they're, I, I know that Newsom's not there anymore, but at least seems to have the seeds of, you know, they're growing out of the, the seed. It's like when Groot ended up being real little again, then there was baby Groot. That's basically what the Ravens front office has become. Like, <laughs> but they're very good at acknowledging internally when they have made a mistake and adjusting on the fly like most front offices just go down with the ship
1: yeah well this is a good look this is a learning experience for fantasy owners we talk about that every year don't get so hung up you, you made a mistake in the draft you made a bad trade or whatever stop hanging on to these guys till week seven like you know sometimes you know, cut bait move on get something out of a trade if you can get something before you get nothing and you have to cut them anyway so i think the ravens are doing it right the ravens have always done it right
0: uh, are you surprised that and maybe it's a cost type of thing, but were you surprised that the Niners decided to keep uh, Eric Armstead over DeForest Buckner?
1: Not when the contract came out for Buckner ended up at 21 million a year. Right. So yeah.
0: And Armstead I, was five years, 85 million.
1: Right. So, you know, between the two, if you look at it, that the cost was there, the player, player versus player. Obviously I think everybody, I don't think there'd be one person out there. that would say, take armstead over buckner but when you're talking about the cost you are talking about the 49ers you know they got some contracts that you got to think long term not necessarily this year but next year the year after that i think it's just the long-term outlook of them saying you know we're not going to tie ourselves into 21 especially when we have armstead anyway they had to keep one or the other they just kept the less the less expensive one
0: so Let's close this out because we don't know uh, the rest of the signings right now. I'm still just checking up on Twitter to make sure nothing else is breaking. I think the last thing that actually happened was the Glasgow signing to the Broncos. Yeah, Big V to the Lions, Glasgow to the Broncos. Bring in a guard, switch out to center. That's how we're going to go. QB landing spots. I'm going to name a team. And you tell me who their starting quarterback is going to be in week one of the NFL season. Now, week one of the next NFL season, that could be 2020, that could be 2029, for all we know at this point. Let's just pretend it's like going to be in this September. Who is the Indianapolis Colts starting quarterback? Phil Rivers. I'm starting to think that's going to be the case, too.
1: Hey, by the way, this probably was the tweet that made me laugh the most today was when they announced the fact that Trump said gatherings of 10 or more. And somebody's oh, hi, Barkley. Uh, So when they said Trump said gatherings of 10 or more, and somebody said Rivers is going to have to get rid of one of his kids.
0: (laughs) It it looks like Barkley wants to join the family now.
1: I I saw that.
0: So I'll I'll let you take Barkley out here in a second. No, no, no,
1: you're fine. You're fine. She's just waking up. It's that we're not in a super rush.
0: I like that your dog has the same sleeping schedule as my one-year-old kid. (laughs) Put, feed him, put him down for a one hour nap. When they how, wake up, you gotta y- take him for a pee.
1: Oh wait, is he already one?
0: He's fourteen months as of today.
1: Wow. Yeah. That went that went by so fast. I know,
0: man. It's it's <laughs> crazy. He's got teeth he, now. He has more teeth coming. He's freaking out the entire time. Child care <laughs> is canceled, so I spend my mornings taking care of him and like. I already had like a five head on the go and like it's <laughs> turned into a six head real quickly. It's been like 24 hours. I don't know how I'm going to oh. get through this.
1: Yeah. Somebody tweeted that earlier today too. They said for all the people that talk about, you know, homeschooling your kids, I've been doing it for two days and teachers should be paid a million dollars a year.
0: Yeah. Listen, I have a 14 month year old. We pay a nice penny to put them in childcare and I listen, I'm willing to pay that money. Even if I have to go into debt to pay it, I'm willing to pay it. Uh, so you say rivers, to the Colts, I kind of agree with yes. you, but the funniest thing that was on social media was the guy in Philly walking around in the Nelson Aguilar Jersey saying he can't catch coronavirus Cause he's Nelson Aguilar.
1: Yeah. See, I saw that. And the reason it didn't land for me is because I heard the joke about a week ago. No, I'm not saying, Ooh, look at me, but oh, somebody, I
0: Jake, you gotta be, it's the first time I saw it. I saw it. I fucking laughed my ass off.
1: No, I need no, some say- laughs. All right. I am with you. That's why I gave you the Philip Rivers one. I'm just saying one of my buddies, I forget who it was, sent me one and it was a tweet saying that like, hey, become an Eagles fan or become an Eagles wide receiver or something like that because then you won't catch the coronavirus. So I I had already kind of seen something similar. Uh,
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting quarterback. Winston. I'm going to say Teddy Bridgewater.
1: Mm, I actually think that that, that, the Bears pulled out on that, but I I don't think that Bridgewater is. I, I can see it though. Actually, I I say the Buccaneers because I tell you, I still believe this Tom Brady like thing is full of crap. Just like Dwayne Wade's first time through free agency when he was just messing with other teams to get information. You tell me Patriots aren't sitting back, not really making any moves so far. And Brady's going to get all this information. Be like, yeah, this this is kind of what we should do. Brady and I'm going to say Brady with the Patriots, Winston back with the Buccaneers. But the Bridgewater one wouldn't surprise me.
0: I I think that Jameis is going to go to the
1: Chargers. You do think so?
0: I do. Yeah, I
1: love that for fantasy purposes. Me
0: too, and I like it for the Chargers. Like they just replace Philip Rivers with younger Philip Rivers.
1: <laughs> well, you know, there's also talk about the whole Tyrod Taylor. When all right, settle down. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the Chargers to talk about like they're happy now it's obviously probably coach speak but Anthony Lynn you know when he was at the combine and standing I was standing right next to him I was I'm actually gonna ask the same question it's like hey I'm happy with Tyrod Taylor I think he looks better than Ty oh my god she is hey she's hyper today um with Anthony Lynn that he likes Tyrod Taylor and thinks he's better than he was in 2016 uh so whether they do that and then draft Blaine Ga- I mean Justin Herbert uh, yeah see what I did there um Yeah, I I think that that could be a route, but I would love for fantasy, I would love that for fantasy purposes. All
0: right, Jake, I'll let you get Barkley outside. No, (laughs) she needs to
1: learn. She needs to learn. She she,
0: she needs to learn that she needs to go pee. You don't want her peeing all over your nice, fancy equipment here. We have tons of time to talk football. This, I'm sure. Uh, So (laughs) we've gone through everything that's happened on day one of free agency. Day two, I'm sure it's going to have a lot in store because there's a lot of names floating out there. Could be more deals on the way. Let everyone know what you got going on at The Athletic in terms of a free agent tracker.
1: Yes. And that's actually just all it is. Look, a free agent tracker, Barkley here with me as I update live as the skill position, skill positions I'm updating. And if there are any more trades. And then, you know, my podcast, obviously over at the Athletic, the throwback. Oh, wow. I forgot to schedule somebody for All in Sports. I don't know if I'll have the podcast this week, no. but yeah, the free agency tracker will be over there at the Athletic.
0: <laughs> all right. You can follow Jake on Twitter and Instagram at All In Kid. You can follow me on both, plus the Facebooks at. The Pme T-H-E-P-M-E. This will actually be the end of the Jake podcast, so I don't want to clutter your feeds, but I figured we'd shoot a separate video with a separate guest, if that's what we're going to do. I do want to remind everyone, if you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, smash the like button to the episode, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, you tell me who you think the best free agent the Jets are going to sign, Alright? Because today on the show, we have to bring in our resident Jets expert, super fan himself, maybe even more than Postmaster Ted. It is Tim Andagust!
1: Tim and August.
2: That's not my name. There's a lot of lies that just got expressed there that need to be corrected. Well, my name is.
0: Iron Man- a- no, he's not. He's Postmaster Ted, and he's been told to work from home,
2: Tim, And not do any work while he's at home. I'm telling you right now that his name is Fireman Ed. And not only is is that the case, the Jets are hot on the heels of a lot of free agents. We have a ton of money. It's a very exciting time. These are salad days if you're a Jets fan.
0: Well, a report from this guy at SNY that says the Jets have, quote, shown some interest in free agent offensive guard Greg Van Ruten. That sounds fun. No, it's not fun. But we're... and you know, the, in the, in the first line of the report is the Jets have missed out on a number of their offensive line targets in the first hours of free agency, leaving them sifting through the second tier.
2: Whatever. That's why the good Lord invented a draft and there's seven rounds. We can go get some guys. Clowney, we're the leader in the clubhouse to go get him. Not, uh, you the, know. Gi- the,
0: the Giants are actually the leader in the clubhouse no, to get we, Clowney. As we no. speak right now, listen. This is going to come out right away, so if people are listening to the audio podcast version of this on Tuesday, a lot of this stuff could be settled, and Tim might be right, probably not, but the Jets could just have no one. That's why I'm very curious about this video giveaway for the Druv. Who do you think the best free agent they're going to sign? They can't even sign Nathan Peterman.
2: He was tendered by the Raiders. I don't want him. Why? Upgrade. What I want is Clowney, and I want Diggs, and I want Byron Jones. And I want us to draft like, – we have money. I want all these guys. Like, yeah. particularly since the betting odds – I mean, I still think Tom's going back to the Patriots, even though the betting odds say he's not. I mean, if he leaves the Patriots, then we're probably going to win the division. And so I need these players now to take a run. The Dolphins already signed a couple of really good guys today. And so, like, I'm worried about this. What are you What are you hitting? Oh, sorry. I'm just slamming my my, my knee.
0: Well, I mean, bad news for the Bills. They lose Shaq Lawson, and they will not tender wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie as a restricted free agent. That's bad news. I think that the Bills
2: are more likely to get digs than the Jets are. I don't think so. I mean, why would we, – we could just give more for them, I think. Could you? Could I think we can, and we should. I mean, I think there's no price we shouldn't pay within reason, like – Today Hopkins gets dealt. Why didn't the Jets give their 11th pick overall for Hopkins? Like we, I would have done that. We would have done that in a heartbeat. What's going on here? We need a top tier wide receiver. It's the one thing we're missing. Particularly if Robbie resigns, we have him on one side, Diggs on the other, Crowder in the center, Bell coming out of the backfield. Ain't hey, hey, no one stopping us offensively. The question would be who could score enough points to stop us? And the answer is very few teams. outside of like Kansas City. This sounds
0: very optimistic for missing out on every decent free agent so far. But the best
2: free agents are still out there. Are they? Are the best yeah. free agents still
1: out there? I think they
2: are. Clowney is like the crown jewel. If we get him, then we'll have won free agency. Now, we won free agency last year. That didn't help us very much. You, but didn't win, we
0: you, didn't, you didn't win free agency. You, you had the signing that got mocked the most by people by giving Bell all that money.
2: Well, that didn't work out great, but maybe it'll work out this year. I'm, I'm confident. I mean, I'm sure we did not come here just to do Jets talk radio. This is exactly why
0: we're here. So, I mean, I redid the breakdown show with Jake, so people can tune into that on Tuesday morning on their video well, or well, audio feed. So we don't need to re relitigate everything the that happened
2: there. Conklin signing. What's that? That terrible Conklin signing. They paid way too much money for him. Who do, I'm sorry. The who signing? That Jack Conklin signing, where they paid way too much money for him. Well,
0: here, here we have it. So you have tweeted out that you said, "Let's see, uh, the Browns signed Jack Conklin to a three-year, forty-two million dollar deal, which seems like pretty, pretty reasonable to be ah, perfectly wait. fair." Um, and you say, "Whatever. I never wanted him on the team bad that anyway, or bad that badly anyway." But I have this tweet from March first that says. Jack Conklin plans to sign with the Jets with you commented a all caps superstar blocker for Sam and now a likely game-changing wide receiver at 11. Oh my God, Super Bowl 55.
2: So I tweeted that in a moment of great excitement and I didn't really think it through. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought I don't want Conklin. So. Now, when, when did
0: you when did you start thinking that you didn't want Conklin? Was it the moment he didn't sign with the Jets? No,
2: it was before that. I just hadn't expressed that view publicly. Okay, so it feels like you're really backtracking here. Well, I mean, I'm backtracking from that tweet. Sure, I, I no longer be- I no longer hold that view. I'm glad to change my mind. You're always on me about how you never change your mind about anything. Here, I've changed my mind, and uh, you give me grief.
0: Well, would you say that the Jets are the leader in the clubhouse to get Byron Jones? And like, how big of a, how huge would that be if the Jets got
2: Byron Jones? Massive. Jones or Clowney, either or. We need to come out of free agency I think, with one of those two guys. I I would prefer Clowney. I think the pass rusher is more important. But if we ended up with Jones instead, that that'd be fine. I'd be I'd be delighted because Jones is a lockdown corner. We'd have the best secondary in the AFC with him and Adams. Okay.
0: So breaking news for me and Rappaport. The Dolphins are getting Byron Jones.
2: Oh, see, they're getting all the good players. <laughs> they got Shaq Lawson. Everyone, that, they're drafting all. That team is going to be a stud team. Oh, my goodness. This is so annoying. Why are people going to Miami and not the Jets? Like, what what's the GM doing that he's not signing the good players? Like, I want good players. We have the money. We're the biggest city. We We're have big- the biggest draw in the AFC. <laughs> come to new york you're not the biggest draw
0: in the afc and the reason you have so much money didn't you see that report that came out earlier today that just said that the jets have to pay something called the jets tax in order to get free agents
2: because no one wants to play there i've never heard that expression before no one has ever heard that expression before it's only true people walk around saying it uh but i've never heard anyone say it before I i think that's ludicrous you know, we were able to sign big money free agents last year, so the idea that we, that there's some sort of tax is uh, is asinine. But yeah, no, Byron Jones is a great player, and it's really, really annoying that he went to the Dolphins because again, they're they're building something down there. They draft Tua with the first pick in the in the draft. That their first pick, sorry, they they give him time to to learn on the bench behind Fitzpatrick. Like in 2021, they they will probably be a division winner or com- or compete for the division. And that's just very terrifying. because, like the Patriots are on the way out and the Dolphins are on the way up.
0: Uh, Well, I mean, you said the Jets. if, If Brady doesn't go back to the Patriots, this is the Jets division to lose. I don't know if they'll have a better record than Miami next year. And don't forget the Bills were just in the playoffs. And with Fitzpatrick under center for the Dolphins, the Jets have the fourth best QB in the division. All right. That's enough. Yeah, did they get extra wins if they go into the season with like seventy million dollars in cap space? Seven
2: wins last season. That's very good. How was that? They, and they went have... from four wins to seven wins. The odds are they'll probably go to ten or eleven wins. Like they're on a trajectory. And Sam was hurt for most of last year, and he was sick last year. My concern is that he gets coronavirus. No, I... Well, I expressed to somebody that this the coronavirus may prevent him from the practices that he needs. And the OTAs and the development he needs in the second system. So it's possible I may have to throw this year out all together, too, and I won't be able to judge him on this season. I like So you're already building in excuses for why Sam Darnold sucks. No, I'm not building an excuse. I'm just saying, look, the facts on the ground are that this may affect his development in the offseason where he can't practice and do stuff. And so we may have to write this season off, too, in terms of, like, we just don't know enough yet.
0: So if none of the teams can practice and go to OTAs, the person that hurts the most
2: is Sam Darnold because – That's almost like an admission of saying that he's not any good. No, I just think it would hurt him more than most players because he needs the time to develop a pretty complicated offensive system. And I expect to have several brand new weapons uh, on board that would need some time to to figure things out in camp. Uh, Paul, yes, you would like to comment?
3: I'm just saying my boy uh, Josh Allen was drafted the exact same draft year as your boy Sam, and I'm not here making any excuses for him missing OTAs. Come on, Tim.
2: Well, maybe he should attend some more practices that he learns not to throw the ball backwards in the playoffs and uh, cost his team a game by getting sacked 30 yards I down. I mean, the field. we did make the playoffs. Uh, I, I guess. I Sam's can't hold... what,
3: 4-12? and 12? What's, what's his record as a starter? It's not good.
2: Well, it's actually pretty good. Because they won seven games last year, and all those wins were with him under center. So.
0: Well, I heard that Sam Darnold didn't even have mono. It just turned out he was really bored.
2: No, I... <laughs> Sam had a winning record last year. Uh and that's not surprising. Like, he's really good. But we need to supplement with the money we have. From star, one star receiver or draft a star receiver, a couple of guys on the line, and one pure pass rusher. That's what we need. No reason we can't. We have the money. No reason we can't have it.
0: But no one wants to play there. Maybe if people thought Sam Darnold was better, they'd want to go to New York.
2: Everybody wants to play in New York.
0: It seems by, by the way that the free agent signings have gone have gone down so far. It's very clear that people want to play for the Jets. How many people have they signed so far? None, zero. No, no, no that's not true. We've got Josh Dawson. Oh my god, who you loved? I thought he was going to be good.
2: That was five years ago. He's not good at all. Oh god, they're showing that damn Doug the Pug commercial from the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Feel like this is a very triggered day for you. So the the Jets have now missed out on the five best offensive linemen, the three best corners. They, they you, so you are hoping that they throw a hail
2: mary and trade for Diggs. I just don't see it. Diggs, Clowney, these are the people I want. I think that and we seem like we're the leader in the clubhouse for Clowney. So,
3: so the uh, Bills will not tender Isaiah McKenzie. Maybe they're making room for your boy Diggs
2: there. If Diggs goes to Buffalo, I never wanted him anyway. <laughs> I just say that now I want him if he wants to come to New York but if he doesn't want to come to New York I don't want him
0: well it's not really on him he's going to be traded so the Jets would actually have to offer up a package better than all of the other teams
2: yeah, but if he, may, if he expresses his opinion he doesn't want to go to Buffalo that'll probably be granted if there's other reasonable trades on the table I mean I wouldn't blame him Who what, Minnesota re-signed Cousins for no reason I'd want out of there too if I were Diggs my goodness but who else are you going to yeah. sign I don't know you could do better. Give me a list of names then. I don't know. Like Andy Dalton.
0: I mean, that seems like a very lateral move. Kirk Cousins to Andy Dalton. they
2: would be a lot cheaper. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just would rather him.
0: I mean, you're still mad that
2: Kirk Cousins didn't want to play for the Jets. You know what? I never wanted him anyway. Yes. That was just all. I never wanted him. There's no evidence that I ever wanted them. That's all doctored tape, and I didn't believe it. This is really sad, man. It
0: sounds like you're you're like stressing out over you know all this cap space. Like I said, cap space isn't just translating to
2: wins.
3: You, you have to you have to you have to use the money
2: to sign people. There's nothing on TV to watch. All I have to do is absorb myself into Jets Reddit boards and other message boards without the jets and the free agency stuff on twitter and just like going through over like this is all i'm thinking about right now is the jets free agency and i'm just watching these players that i want all go and like i'm just it was so it was so frustrating that like i told you offline i got a ps4 and started building a jets super team uh in the madden game just so like it would take the stress away like this team stacked
0: who who is on your jets fantasy draft all-star team
2: so i i traded for uh for Hopkins today put that on the team uh i have uh jj watt i was able to rook the texans into some trades well i mean
0: that that's probably something that you could probably do in real life like anyone on the texans right now like as Jake will point out on, if you're listening to the audio version earlier on this show, if you're watching the video version on tomorrow's show, that I, just every night you should just be sending Bill O'Brien
2: a text like, hey, man, want to make a trade? <laughs> Why not? He's like, yeah, sure. He went For- from having no draft picks to now having all the draft picks and trading away all the good players that he couldn't possibly get with those draft picks. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Like,
0: did someone I, I've had multiple people tweet at me and text me. To ask if Bill
2: O'Brien has brain damage, like he should have been fired when they lost a twenty-four to nothing lead in the playoffs for no reason, no excuse to ever lose that game. That should have been enough reason right there to fire him. That type of embarrassment. But no, they continue to empower the man. They let him trade away all their best assets. I don't know. I don't know what's going on.
0: It. it oh, they, it looks like the Dolphins have agreed to make Byron Jones the highest-paid corner in the league. How come the Jets couldn't do that? They could have.
2: Then why didn't they? I don't know. I don't Is, is know. it because he wasn't oh, good? At, is it because you didn't want him anyway? No, I, I wanted Byron Jones. I would be the first to say I wanted Byron Jones. Uh, you know what? I wish him the best of luck in Miami. I hope that uh, he does really well. No, well, that's going to be
0: very poor for me. It does seem like with the way that
2: the curse is working, that the Bills are going to be really good. I, I, I think this Bills team is a is a paper tiger. I still don't think they have any offensive talent, really. And so I don't think they can win enough games. They got lucky last year to win the games they won. And then they got to a playoff game and they frittered away a lead because they clearly were just not uh, ready for prime time. Uh, that's what teams that aren't really really ready for the moment uh, do. And so I'm sorry, if I have to be afraid of Buffalo. Uh, I'll sleep easy.
0: <laughs> uh, Paul, how would you like to respond to that? You don't? I don't think Paul's listening anymore. I think you have him too
2: shook. Good. Just like I've said on this past show that I've given the Chargers up completely, the Bills are in the exact same category.
0: That's great news. That's exactly what people want to hear. If if you're a part of Bills Mafia, this could be the greatest thing in the world. Uh, You think that although Brady is now a favorite to go to Tampa, that he'll go back to New England?
2: Yes. I'm sorry. I'm a creature of habit. I refuse to believe that this is all not a charade until I see otherwise.
0: So the Dolphins have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard as their corners. Do you guys still have a Kusty, Tremaine Johnson? Or did you cut him yet?
2: Yeah, the, he he was given his walking papers. M- remember when you told me how good he was going to be? I wasn't the only one. A lot of us thought he, he was good in his previous spot. Like, a lot of us thought he would be good. I, it didn't work out. These things happen. Yeah, it wasn't a good signing at all. Okay, sure. Like, what point are you trying to make here?
0: Well, my point is that maybe that the people aren't signing with the Jets because
2: they know that their career is like hexed if they go to the Jets. There's no such thing as a hex. I just, uh, I just want this season to start, and I want us to have good players, and I want to just like, I want to win. Well, this, I feel like this has been very therapeutic. It has been. It's like a Dr. Katz episode.
0: <laughs> so who's left so let's say Clowney doesn't sign with the jets after well, that because jones is now off the table who are we going uh, with
2: uh i i don't know
0: so would you say that if they don't sign Clowney, this is an f grade for the new york jets and free agency
2: well it's an i it's incomplete
0: so, if they don't sign anyone, although they had the chance to sign people. So, it's like they're writing a test, and they just didn't fill out any of the answers. They still get zero.
2: If they don't go ahead and sign any. I mean, they, like I said, they picked up Crowder. I mean, there's a couple of guys. That, or not Crowder, sorry. They picked up uh,
0: not it, So, they picked up Josh Doxon, who was cut by the Vikings, I think, twice last season?
2: Yeah, I mean, Devonta Freeman was cut. Uh, he wouldn't be a terrible fit in the offense. You just... Paid Bell all the money. Now you want to sign another running back? Yeah, but it would be cheap. You could get him cheaply, so that would be fine.
0: No, that no, it, it, that's all it is. It's Josh Dachson and Devonta Freeman. I can't wait to hear the spin on that, how great the free agency class also, is. It's not
2: what I want. I've expressed what I want, but you know, there's no excuse for it. We have all this money, and you've got the marquee franchise, and the AFC East is going under turmoil. Why you wouldn't want to come to New York, I don't, I don't understand it. It seems like
0: out it seems like people might not have faith in the New York Jets organization.
2: I, I'm shocked to hear this. Well, I mean, there are some people that are less than competent who are running the show. But again, as I have long said, that uh, I, I should be the general manager. You should be the general manager. Yeah, I should be. I'd be really good at it. I'd make. Uh, we would have names on our team. <laughs> there is no free agency period. I'm losing.
0: I mean, then you just be the Browns. You'd win every free agency period and not be any good on the field.
2: Eventually, it'll work out because I'll pick the right players. Oh, okay.
0: That makes and sense. Although, it does seem like if someone we- – we go through this every year, like the ebbs and flows. You want the coach fired after two games, but then you want him to sign to a 10-year extension after five games, then you want him fired after seven games. Everyone on the team is
2: expendable. Immediately, if they have a bad game, you want them cut. I don't know how well you'd do as a GM. I think that I would do – I given me – just give me one year. That's all I ask. If I fail, I'll resign. But you wouldn't resign. You change
0: it all the time. It's just like I, I'm waiting for like three weeks from now or even three days from now, potentially three minutes from now, once we finish recording this and how you just start being like, Byron Jones
2: is no good anyway. No, no, no. I, I'll be the first. Thing. I like Byron Jones. That's a, It's expensive. Like The Dolphins didn't get a deal on him, I'm sure. But he's worth the money. What? What? What do you mean? What, what sort of deal? You're talking about paying people through the roof because all you have is money. But now you're like wondering about the 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 contract and how big it is for other teams. Well, I'm just saying they, I'm not. I'm just saying they didn't pinch pennies. Like they are going to pay him a ton of money, but that's fine because he is worth uh, that money. Uh, 17 million a year, I think, is what they're paying him. Like that's that's top of the market, but he's a top of the market player. I'm annoyed that we don't have him. He'd be better in New York than in Miami. Miami's Miami's going places, but not quite yet. The Jets, you know, would be shocking to most people if the Jets didn't make the playoffs this year. You think with the expanded playoffs, how do we miss it? I did want to get your take on that. So the CBA stuff. So
0: the 17-game yeah. the season will not come into effect in 2020. Players can smoke all the dank they want at this point. And there's two extra teams making the playoffs. I did appreciate that the first text that you sent to me about... The CBA and the new rules is that you're just envisioning the Jets coming with the two seed and not getting a buy. That's where
2: your mind went. I didn't send that message out. Somebody asked me in the thread if that's what I was thinking about. And, and said, yeah. what was the answer? Yes, but I didn't bring it up. That'll be what happens. We'll be the the two seed, and the, for the first time ever, we won't get a buy. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, anyway, my point being, I. The, the fact that it's going to be labor peace is the most important thing. So while it's agitating, there'll be a 17th game. I have no idea how that'll even work. But And it's annoying to go from 12 to 14 playoff teams. I think giving one team the buy is is far too much of an advantage. It was much better when two teams had it. So I, I think that's dumb. It's just greed. But I mean, whatever. It's a business. So they're going to make money. But those two things, like if I were a player, I'd vote for it just because I'd want 10 years of labor peace. Because it seemed like if they had voted down the voted down the contract, the owners weren't coming back with anything anytime soon. In fact, the owners regretted even putting this on the table. So
0: It does seem like both sides are going to get their money out of this. And I didn't really, I mean, have you looked more into it? Like, do you know anything about, I was going to have like some sort of CBA expert on. I thought that sounds really boring. So maybe I'll just see if you read it. Uh, Like our, retired players getting decent like health benefits out of it. Cause I know that was a big thing that was on the table.
2: Yeah. I had, I had certainly heard that retired players are going to get more money out of this and, and that's fine. Like I'm sure. I'm sure this has good aspects and bad aspects, but not having any risk of a strike or delay until the 2031 season, which again, seems like George Jetson flying around in the sky, 2031, it seems so far in the future uh, that, that that's, it's well worth it. The dolphins also signed
0: former Bengal safety Clayton, <laughs> Dolphins are spending bucks. They are. They're I mean, they signed Flowers and they signed Shaq Lawson too. I don't know about that.
2: I like Flower I like the Flowers signing. I really like the Shaq Lawson signing. And of course I love the Jones sign. That's a team taking things seriously. I got a for a team that was quote unquote attempting to tank last season, they are uh they're they're quickly retrofitting that team. I like it. I mean this is what you do when you tank in, in the NFL and you can turn it around this quickly, that's what you do and they're doing sure. it. And I I won't say a bad word about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He single-handedly ended the Patriots' season last year, so I I do wish him well. And he's
0: the best Jets quarterback in the past 35 years.
2: That's not true. Chad Pennington took us to playoff uh, appearances. Sanchez took us to two AFC championships. We've done better. I mean, Fitzpatrick did throw six picks against the Bills that game. Yeah, it cost us the playoffs, thanks. I remember I was there. It wouldn't have cost us the playoffs under the new format, though. See, so you love the new
0: format because it's going to be no, that—that's that, better. I mean, instead of worrying about like the two seed with the Jets, like they're the, this new expanded playoffs is much better for the Jets. They can get an no, eight, and eight. seven
2: seed. We're going to be forced to play a two seed in the first round. Those teams aren't supposed to play in the first round. So either which way, like this feels like. This would be so, thing. so you're worried about your team making the
0: playoffs and their opponent being too hard? Yes, that's so sad. Then why even? Why would they even be a playoff team to begin with? Then.
2: I don't know, to get lucky. It's pathetic. Whatever, I don't feel bad about
0: it. It sounds like you do feel bad about it. I I, I don't. You feel shame about it, just like the Jets
2: offseason. I'm still optimistic about this offseason. You know who got good? The Ravens. They got good. They were already good. Yeah, but now they got better. Sure. They they
0: They assigned someone else, too. Michael Brockers
2: for the defensive line. I I think they're a really, really good football team. You'd be foolish not to pick them to win their division.
0: Now, would you want their front office over the Jets' front office? Of course. Is there a non-Houston Texans front office that you would rather not have than the Jets' front office?
2: I I don't think Jacksonville has a clue what it's doing. It traded away its best two players and didn't get nearly enough for them.
0: So Uh, So the Jets are 30th in the league then in front office power rankings? I didn't say that. What well, sounds like that's what you're getting at.
2: I, I don't think I would want what Minnesota's up to. I don't think they have a clue.
0: I mean, Minnesota's better than the Jets. Uh,
2: as much as I like the players that the Rams have, I think they've put themselves into a bit of a corner in a couple of years down the road, so maybe not the Rams.
0: So the Rams in five years will be worse than the Jets situation, although the Jets are going to be just as bad in five years, so what's the
2: difference? We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I mean, we are seeing about that. No one wants to sign there. You just keep saying that to try to needle me. But I'm not. I'm. I but the evidence away. has said that this is what is happening. There is still time left. You're just trying to break me down and dash my hopes. Well,
0: there's still time left. You are correct. And you've identified one player who's worth signing at this point. And if he doesn't sign it, then it's going to go. Kaput. What are you going to say that? What's going to be your awful spin
2: then? Then we have to trade for somebody. And what if that doesn't happen? i don't know then we'll have to draft superstars this seems pretty solid this is a good plan is what i'm thinking it's not ideal but again i'm not running the show but if you were none of this would be happening jones would already be a jet Diggs would be a jet actually no hopkins would be because i would have got on the phone and said here's the 11th pick gimme gimme gimme
3: yeah, no need to be worried about the uh, the the bills though. Don't be worried about them. They got they got uh, nothing on the go. You guys, you have everything not, under control in uh, Gotham.
2: There. In the NFL, you have to score more than sixteen points a game routinely to win. So no, I'm not actually hey, all that worried. Tim, I have one request
3: from you though. Can you stop laying down markers in this time? Why? Like you said that
2: th- all those nice things about Will Fuller it makes me nervous. Will Fuller is going to be a top ten, maybe a top five fantasy receiver. How could he not be? He's got one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's a, a, a crazy talent, and now he's going to have a, a ton of opportunities. Outside I'm of an injury, which I don't think will happen, outside of an injury. You don't think that Will Fuller is going to get injured? That's your take. I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that just because somebody got hurt in the past doesn't mean they're going to get hurt this year. Uh, so, no, I'm going I'm to gonna bank on him not getting hurt this year. And I think uh, so. He's, he's an absolute fantasy steal like he's someone you want to own you're going to get him cheaply you're not going to get him cheaply because there's <laughs> morons like you who'll draft him like you just called him a top 5 receiver yeah, but the, the vast majority of touts and fantasy players will think like you think oh he's only going to play 3 games let someone else have him ha 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 well people like me s- scoop him up real cheaply and we ride him to fantasy championships that's the difference i'm
0: curious to see how many times your take changes on this over the, the course of the next few months
2: I love Will Fuller, so I can't imagine how it could possibly change. I mean, there's a lot of things that you
0: say, like how much you love Jack Conklin, and then that changes within and a week real. and a half. A minute, a
2: minute. I mean, there's evidence to say that you called him a superstar
0: in all caps.
2: Well, listen, at that point, I thought he was coming to the team, so I thought, okay, I've got to be a team player and get on board. You, you
0: felt like he needed to see that on Twitter and feel like good about himself?
2: I felt like I had to do my part, put my shoulder to the wheel. All right, that will
0: do it. Uh, tune in on Tuesday to watch, like a serious
1: recap with Jake Seeley
0: about all of the free agent signings. I would like to thank you all for watching. And of course, I would love to thank Tim Gust.
1: Tim That
2: is not my name. For being on the line. Looking good. Arrows pointing up for the Jets. Well, as the Beatles said, couldn't get much worse. So it's
0: got to get better. I mean, you just talked about how good they were last year. So it could get a lot
2: worse then, couldn't it? I, I was being clipped. Oh,
0: really?
3: No,
2: so, so now they weren't good last year. They were good, but they underachieved. Seven and nine was underachieving with that team.
0: All right. Um, Besides giving your head a shake, other things upcoming, uh, at least on the Pat Mayo experience, we're going to get together and we're going to have some special guests. We're going to do a movie bracket to tell a friend about the show and get it moving on. You can smash the like button, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Uh, And what was it? Uh, The best player the Jets will sign? I mean, no one is. I mean, Josh Doxson is the the leader in the clubhouse right now, so that could just be the answer to him.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not wrong about that. That is the only player that they've signed. He would currently be the best, wouldn't he?
2: Well, We've we brought other players in, but no one of his caliber. Oh, my
0: God. He's been signing like me off the street? What's going on here? He's signed like a third-string punter? Is that – that's what that – anyway. We'll check back in with you if the Jets do anything. It's just like if the Chargers do anything, we'll get Feinberg on the line and call him up too. That show comes out on Tuesday with jake seeley like i mentioned the movie bracket we're going to have some exercise videos now that all gyms are shut down uh, i've got the personal trainer he's going to come on he's going to have some videos what can you do from home? are you working out from home yeah i am i wish i had bought in a peloton i ah, see you're all down on the peloton now you're all in on the peloton now that you don't have one
2: what i'm doing is actually going for long walks
0: yeah, I've been I've been walking as well. I've been taking my son out. I've been pushing him around in the stroller. It's like the bit of exercise. I have a weight set at home though, so I'm gonna see the best way to try to maximize that. But there's a lot of good like body weight stuff you can do, uh, some cardio stuff you can do at home. So I'm hoping that he can give us two or three examples of this because you know I don't want to gain like 50 pounds self isolating.
2: No, no one no one needs to no one needs to do that from self isolating. Got to stay active the best that you can, but uh, stay safe, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience. Leave a five-star review. DraftKings handles something you like about the show for the audio version. And you'll be in a draw for a 100 DK bucks. I told you about smashing the like button for everything else and that'll do it. Pat Mayo Experience will be back every single day this week. Tell a friend, like I mentioned. Stay safe out there. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time.
2: All right. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. That was fun. Jets are good. You know what? You can be snide and uh, look down your nose at them now, but I will get my revenge if the NFL season ever happens and they play well.
0: Oh, how pumped were you when Butts photoshopped that jet into the tweet of Stefan Diggs? Did you get real fired up? Yes, not just I-
2: real fired up, to the point where I had to stop what I was doing.
0: What were you doing?
2: I was reading, and I saw that. And I couldn't concentrate anymore. So I had to stand up and like walk around because I was getting too fired up. How long, how many SIGs did you have in between? There was one in in like an anticipatory one, like thinking about how awesome that offense is going to look like with Diggs on one side, Anderson on the other, and Crowder, and uh, you know, got our tight end back, and then we've got Bell coming out of the backfield where you have these draft picks. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was starting to imagine these sorts of things. Then, yeah, then I when he told me that that was PS, I looked in the Twitter account, I was like, oh, yeah, the Jet isn't there, damn it. I don't know why he would do that to me. but he thinks, I guess he thinks it's funny to, to get me all riled up, but it uh, didn't get me that riled up. It sounds like it got you pretty riled up. I, was, I mean, listen, the idea of it would be exciting, having a star-wide receiver on the other side. I, I hope he wants to be in New York, but if he doesn't want to be here, well, then okay, so be it. I don't want people who don't want to be in New York. It's like that loser last year, Anthony Barr. like, oh, I want to come to the Jets. Like, Actually, no, I don't want to go there. Well, then fine, stay where the heck you are. I don't want you anyway.
0: But you did want it. You, you You put it out to the sure. public that you really wanted Anthony Barr.
2: And, and as soon as he then decided to to turn the other, turn around and, and, and back out of the deal, it's like, well, I don't want him now. And now I don't want him.
3: All right, now I you change, got what you want, though. Nobody wants to come
0: to the
2: Jets. I change my opinions when the facts change.
0: Oh, here's a fun tweet. That the Dolphins just got another guy for Josh Allen to throw to.
2: Ugh, Josh Allen.
0: No, like the Dolphins have corners. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen's not good.
0: Oh, Josh Allen's he's way better than Sam Darnold.
2: I uh, doubt it. I mean, and Sam's young, too. That's something people forget. Like, even if this year becomes sort of a write-off because of coronavirus and not being able to practice, he's still only like 23. So he still has lots of years to develop. So that's why I'm not worried. Is he going to be a 10-year development project? some guys do take six or seven years to take off rich gannon took many years then all of a sudden boom he was the nfl mvp so this stuff can happen all right man uh, i'll talk to you soon all right bye-bye see ya yeah bye paul bye tim stay safe thanks you too okay. <laughs>